Welcome to the Movement Link podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist with over 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know there is a strong link between how much we move and what we choose to fuel our bodies with when it comes to health and performance. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to move, perform and feel your best. So put your earbuds in, get moving and I hope you enjoy this episode. guys welcome back to episode number 51 of the movement link podcast now i hope you have had a fantastic weekend firstly i do apologize if my voice is a little bit croaky now i think i have potentially been on the cusp of fighting something over the weekend so i did lose my voice for a couple of days in there so i have sat on this episode and obviously had to wait to get it recorded so that you could actually hear what i'm talking about but I think I'm there. So hopefully we will be able to get through this episode um, without me losing myself in the middle of a coughing fit. So let's see how things go. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be looking at how much protein we really need. And one of the reasons I'm wanting to talk about this is because I would say that protein is arguably the most important macronutrient. And it is also one that I see many diets tend to fall short in. So of all the macronutrients, so carbohydrates, protein, and fat, people seem to have the most trouble um, hitting their protein target or consuming enough protein. Now, as I work through today's episode, I'm going to give you some general guidelines that I hope will help you optimize your protein intake. So I think this will be particularly helpful if you track your macros. And if you don't track your macros, then what you can do is still use these guidelines as a uh, foundation when developing your own meals or meal plan. So let's actually break things down and look at how much protein we need per day. Um, We will also look at how much protein we should be aiming to include in each meal. And then as a gold standard on top of that, how many protein containing meals should we be trying to um, fit in each day? Now, before I jump into each of those points, I do just want to talk about protein in a bit more detail. So as I touched on, protein is one of our three macronutrients. Now, when it comes to energy allowance, there are four kilocalories per one gram of protein. So if we're eating um, a meal that has around 30 grams of protein in it, 30 times four is going to give us 120 calories of that meal coming from protein. Okay, so protein is also our most thermogenic macronutrient. So what does that mean? So thermogenesis um, is basically how much energy it takes to break down, digest and absorb um, that particular food. So of all the macronutrients, protein is the one that takes the most energy to digest and break down. Now, the other thing about protein, and this I think is one of the most important points, is that protein is essential. It is required for muscle growth and tissue repair 
of every single cell in our body, and this includes our DNA. Now, when we look at the breakdown of protein, it is made up of what we call both essential and non-essential amino acids. Now, you may have actually heard some of these terms thrown around before. So you might have heard the terms like BCAAs, so branched chain amino acids, and EAAs. So if you've been having pre-workouts and things like that, you may well have heard those terms. So EAAs are your essential amino acids. Now, I'm not going to go through and name all of the amino acids because there are a lot of them. But when we look at essential amino acids, these are ones that um, cannot be made or produced by our body in adequate quantities to support physiological functions. So we need to rely upon certain food sources in order to be making sure that we are getting enough of those essential amino acids. Now, as we get older, I would also argue that protein becomes even more important and as does resistance training or weight training because what we know is that as we age, it becomes a lot harder for somebody to preserve or maintain their muscle mass. So as we get older, if we're wanting to maintain our strength, if we are wanting to maintain our function and our independence, we, you know, having some muscle mass behind us is going to make that a whole lot easier. Okay. So ensuring that we are getting adequate protein in our diet is going to be really important as we do start to get older. So now that I've covered a very quick snapshot about protein, let's start to look at some figures. So what we'll do is we'll start at how much protein we should be aiming to consume per day. So when it comes to protein, the guidelines are that we should be aiming to consume around 1.4 to 2 grams or 2.2 grams is an upper limit of protein per kilo of body weight per day. So 1.4 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of your body weight per day. Now, I'm going to give you a bit of an example further down, but let's firstly look at where you might sit along that spectrum. Because if you're if you are listening along and you've heard those numbers, you might be wondering whether you should sit at the lower end of that spectrum or whether you may well need to sit at the upper end of that spectrum. So a few situations where it may be more appropriate for you to aim your protein target towards the upper end. So towards maybe the 1.8 to 2 grams of uh, per kilo of body weight. Now, if you are naturally a very lean individual, you're probably going to have a higher protein requirement, okay, than somebody who is carrying a higher percentage of body fat. So if you are naturally very lean, and particularly if your goal is to build some muscle, then I would be recommending you sit towards the upper end of that spectrum. So 1.8 to 2 or 2.2 grams, okay. If you are someone who has a higher training load, higher training volumes, it can also be helpful to aim your protein intake towards the upper end of that target, okay? And if you have um, or if you are in a diet phase or a cut, then our goal here is to be preserving lean muscle tissue. So sitting your protein intake again towards the upper end of that spectrum if you are dieting and particularly if your diet is more aggressive, Um, I would be aiming around that again, 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So they are all examples of where I would be aiming towards the upper end of that particular spectrum. Now let's flip that coin and look at situations where people may be better off or it might be more appropriate to sit your protein intake towards the lower end of that spectrum. Now, if you have a more sedentary lifestyle, 
you can probably get away with sitting that protein intake closer to 1.4 to 1.6 grams per kilo of body weight. Similarly, if you have a higher percentage body fat. So normally if we've got a higher percentage uh, body fat, we have a lower percentage of muscle mass. So therefore our protein requirements um, are going to be slightly lower in order to maintain and preserve our lean muscle tissue. So two situations there. Now, another reason where we may be aiming towards the lower end of that protein target is if somebody is in a calorie surplus. And you might be wondering why this is, even if your goal is to build muscle. Now, when somebody is in a calorie surplus, we have ample calories coming in. So we have an ample energy supply coming in. Usually that's going to be in the form for most people of slightly higher carbohydrates. And we can use those calories um, towards energy for our training sessions which means that we are sparing protein to go into the repair and the recovery process. Okay, so three situations there where you might be aiming slightly towards the lower end of that protein target. If you are more sedentary, have a higher percent body fat, or if you're in a calorie surplus, generally we might be sitting closer to the 1.4 to 1.6 grams per kilo of body weight. Now, they're not hard and fast rules. Um, If you have a preference for a higher protein intake, you can absolutely bump your protein intake up, even if you are more sedentary. If you are very active, but prefer to consume a slightly lower protein intake, as long as you're sitting within that spectrum, 1.4 to 2.2 grams per kilo of body weight, then generally we're going to be consuming enough to meet our needs. Okay, so a few examples there. So for a real human being, what does this number actually look like? So I'm going to use a 60 kilogram female who is quite lean and has a reasonably high training volume with the goal of building muscle. So in this situation, we would probably have this person sit towards the upper end of the spectrum. So around at least two grams per kilogram of body weight. Now, if she's 60 kilos and we're aiming for two grams of protein per kilogram of her body weight, this would be 120 grams of protein per day. Now, if you are wondering how we would achieve this, let's look at a very quick way um, of how this person could consume 120 grams of protein across the day. So if we start with breakfast, let's say her breakfast consists of half a cup of oats with around 100, 120 grams of low-fat Greek yogurt, um, a cup of skim milk, a handful of berries, plus some nuts and seeds, there's probably going to be at least 30 grams of protein in that breakfast meal. Now, moving on to lunch, if she has around 80 to 100 grams of cooked chicken with some quinoa and some salad, there's going to be another 30 plus grams of protein in her lunch. For her afternoon snack, she might have uh, two hard-boiled eggs, on some Vita wheats with some uh, low-fat ricotta, some low-fat cheese, and some cherry tomatoes, probably another 20 grams of protein there. And then when it comes to dinner, if she is making tacos for dinner, she's got 80 to 100 grams of lean beef mince mixed in with some kidney beans, um, throwing on some tortillas or taco shells with some mixed salad, then she's probably also got another 35 to 40 grams of protein there. So all up across that day, very, very easy for that person to hit 120 grams of protein. So when it comes to protein intake 
per day, aiming for around 1.4 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of your body weight. And where you sit on that spectrum, as I said, is going to be somewhat dependent upon um, your current body composition. So whether you're lean versus whether you have a higher percentage of body fat, what your training load is like, is it a high training load versus a low training load? Um, And are you in a surplus or are you in a diet phase? Okay, so taking all of those things into consideration when determining your total daily protein intake. Now, if we break this down a little bit further, let's look at how much protein we should be aiming to consume per meal. Now, the rough guidelines here are that each meal should be containing at least 0.4 grams per kilogram of body weight. And this is of protein that is of high biological value. And the reason for this is we're wanting protein that's of high biological value to help maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis. Now, if that sounds like a mouthful, let me just break that down and explain that to you. So what is high biological value protein? What do I mean by that? Now, we spoke very quickly about amino acids and essential amino acids when I started this episode. So when a protein contains essential amino acids in the right portions required by us as humans, we say that that protein source has high biological value. And this also works in the opposite. So when a protein source has low or insufficient portions of one or more of those amino acids, then we say it has low biological value. So Typically, what we tend to see is that animal sources are going to generally possess a higher biological value of protein than vegetable or plant-based sources. And this is simply due to the vegetable or plant-based sources um, lack of one or more of those essential amino acids. Now, having said this, there are always exceptions and this is not a hard and fast rule because there are many instances where your plant-based sources of protein can be combined and utilized with other protein sources to help improve their biological value. Um, And in turn, they can become a higher biological value of protein. So in terms of some specific examples of protein sources with high biological value, then these are going to be things such as your different types of meat, um, your poultry, so things like your chicken, your turkey, cheese, soya beans, milk, um, quinoa, definitely your eggs, different types of fish, yogurt, so again, that falls in with dairy, Um, and also things like your quark and your quinoa. Okay, so they're examples of higher biological sources of protein. Now, what does this mean for people who are plant-based or vegetarian or vegan? So it can be a little bit harder for them to um, find food sources that contain all of the essential amino acids. So this is where for those particular people, making sure that they're really planning out their diet um, in a little bit of detail or working alongside a dietitian um, or a nutritionist to make sure that they are consuming um, appropriate sources of protein that meet their, their needs can be really important. So we've covered some sources of high biological protein. So let's come back to how we would break this down and build a meal. So we're looking at consuming 0.4 grams of protein per kilogram of your body weight in a meal. So if we go back to the 60 kilogram female that we looked at in the last example, 
0.4 grams of protein per kilo of body weight for this person would mean they need to aim to have at least 24 grams of protein in each meal. Okay, so she can have more than this, but as a minimum, those are the guidelines. So we could say that 20 to 30 grams of protein in a meal could look something like a scoop of protein powder. That's going to have on average about 24 to to 30 grams of protein, depending on the brand, in that single scoop. A 125 gram serve of salmon is going to hit that particular protein target. 100 grams of cooked chicken breast is going to have around 25 plus grams of protein in it. Um, 200 grams of low-fat Greek yogurt coupled with 30 grams of nuts is also going to come close to that 24 grams of protein target. So very simple ways that we can start to build meals around that protein target. So the examples I've given you there are obviously single protein sources. So 125 grams of salmon, 100 grams of chicken breast, a scoop of protein powder. However, we know when we're making a meal, we don't just make it out of one ingredient, right? So as I outlined earlier, we can actually start to combine different foods and different ingredients to hit the protein target that you're aiming for in a meal. So one of those earlier examples I gave was combining oats. There are some protein in oats, combining those with your Greek yogurt, your skim milk, your blueberries, and a handful of nuts and seeds. So all of those minus the blueberries really um, have some form of protein in them. So combining all of those ingredients together will get you very close to probably 30 to 35 grams of protein. Now, another way we can do this is looking to combine or to make an omelet where we might be combining some egg whites, um, a whole egg, some low-fat cheese or some ricotta with some spinach and tomatoes, and maybe some hummus um, on the side or a slice of protein bread. So that meal in itself, combining all of those ingredients, is also going to bring you up very close to that 30 grams of protein. So for this Um, example, this 60 kilogram female, we were aiming to have 24 grams of protein in each meal. So there's two meals there straight away where we know she's got at least 24 to 30 grams of protein in each of those meals. So there are plenty of options. And now that we have established how much protein you need across the day and how much we should be aiming to consume in each meal, Let's look at how this equates across a whole day. So how many protein feedings or how many protein-based meals should we be aiming to consume each day? Now, the gold standard for this is for somebody to aim to have three to six meals containing an adequate amount of protein per day. And your goal here should also be to evenly distribute your protein across these meals. So if your or if our subject's daily protein goal, so that 60 kilogram female, her protein goal is 120 grams per day, let's say she eats four meals per day, then she should be aiming to consume about 30 grams of protein in each of those four meals. So that's going to be 30 times four, will give her a total of 120 grams of protein across the day. Now, why is it better to split that protein intake up across three to six meals rather than trying to consume it all in one or two meals? So why would you not split that in half and just eat two lots of 60 grams of protein twice a day. So firstly, let's look at practicality, right? So 60 grams of protein and trying to consume that amount in one sitting can be a lot of protein. So you would be looking at about 270 grams of chicken in one meal. That's going to give you about 60 grams of protein and that is uncooked weight. 
you would also need to consume about 540 grams of egg whites to get your 60 grams of protein. So half a kilo of egg whites, have fun with that. Um, 470 grams of firm tofu will give you about 60 grams of protein. So there's half a kilo of firm tofu if that is your uh, food of choice. Or you can opt to have about 230 grams of tinned tuna to get your 60 grams of protein in. So I don't know about you, um, but trying to get down half a kilo of egg whites or half a kilo of firm tofu or 270 grams of chicken in one sitting is not my idea of fun. So when it comes to splitting protein intake up, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable to split that protein intake up across, you know, three to six meals per day. Now, secondly, in very simple terms, in addition to resistance training, protein consumption also helps to trigger what I referred to before as muscle protein synthesis. So MPS. Now, Why is this important? So when we look at muscle protein synthesis, this is the metabolic process that describes um, how amino acids are incorporated and bound to skeletal muscle protein. So it's basically the process of building muscle mass. Now, if we are only consuming our protein across two meals per day, then we're only taking two opportunities to trigger muscle protein synthesis. So we're only giving our body two opportunities to start to lay down and build new muscle tissue. Whereas if you can spread your protein intake across four meals per day or five meals per day, your body now has four or five opportunities to trigger muscle protein synthesis. So to start that process of forming new muscle tissue. Okay, so that should give you a few guidelines to work with. And I'm just going to run over that and summarize them quickly. So how much protein do you need per day? 1.4 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight per day. So aiming for the upper end of this spectrum, if you are leaner or if you are involved in heavy training volumes or if you are in a diet phase or a cut, and particularly if your diet is more aggressive, okay, aiming for the upper end of that spectrum. Now, if you have a higher body fat percentage, if you are eating in a calorie surplus, or if your lifestyle is more sedentary, we can be aiming towards the lower end of that target. So 1.4 to maybe 1.6 or 1.7 grams per kilo of body weight. That's how much we need per day. When it comes to how much protein we need per meal, aiming for about 0.4 grams per kilogram of body weight in each meal. Now, I wouldn't worry about this step too much. I would simply skip that if you are planning things out and go straight to how many meals um, you should be eating per day containing protein, and that is three to six meals per day. Okay, now let's look at how you would factor this in if you are starting to map out your protein intake, okay, and dividing that up across how you are going to consume that over the day. So where do you start? Number one, start by simply making sure that you are getting enough total protein per day. So if you have never tracked your protein before, or you are someone whose protein intake is at the lower end of this spectrum, or perhaps you're you're not even hitting your baseline level of protein intake, let's just get in the habit of eating enough total protein across the day. So for the time being, I wouldn't even worry about splitting it up. I would just start by making sure you are getting enough in. Now, once you have that down pat, I would then start to look at spreading your protein intake 
evenly across your meals. And the simplest way to do this is to look at how many meals you generally find it most natural to eat each day. If that is three, I would divide your protein intake by three and split your daily protein intake across three meals. Um, If you prefer to eat five meals per day, and that is something that comes quite natural to you, it works very well around your training needs, um, your, your daily routine and your habits, then I would divide your total protein per day by five and split that across four or five meals. Okay. So when it comes to protein timing beyond that, so protein timing in relation to training, to be honest, if you are consuming enough protein and if you are having regular protein feedings by spreading your protein out pretty evenly across the day, then beyond that, I really wouldn't worry too much around timing of protein because you're getting protein in on a regular basis, then the chances are you're going to be having um, an adequate amount of protein in and around your training times anyway. Okay, so keep it really simple. Don't make it any more complicated than it needs to be. Start by working out how much protein you need per day and roughly divide that across the number of meals that you naturally find yourself eating per day and you're going to be in a really good place. So guys, that is all for now. Hope you found that episode helpful. If you have any questions on that or would like to hear any more on protein, please reach out. You can always contact me by DM on Instagram. So at Gemily underscore XViz. And you are welcome to contact me by email if needed. The movement link at gmail.com. Now, as always, guys, I hope you have a fantastic rest of the week. Put your earbuds in, keep moving, and I'll be back with another episode soon.